Football Americas live and underway here on ESPN Plus. Alongside Hercules Gomez, I'm Sebastian Salazar for what is episode 143, Herc, in show history. And this one, I have a feeling, will be truly historic. You, you mean because of my shirt, the 8-bit Mano de Dios? Is that why you're saying it it's is. historic? Very nice. Very nice. A throwback. A throwback here as well. This is uh, a... 1990 World Cup replica for the oh, United good. States. You decided to remind the U.S. men's national team fans of the worst World Cup in recent memory. Ah, oh, well, they made it. You're forgetting <laughs> they, about, they, at least they, they made, made it. That it. Year. You're forgetting about 2018. 2018 they did not. Yes. Uh, we have quite a slew of guests uh, scheduled for tonight's show. In just a little bit, you're going to hear from Julian Araujo of the LA Galaxy and the Mexican national team as we look forward to El Tráfico, of course, tomorrow night out there in La La Land. Speaking of rivalries, uh, in the NWSL, we got San Diego Wave against Angel City. Sydney LaRue, who just got traded to Angel City, is scheduled to join us in studio in just a little bit. But we're going to start with our first guest, a European champion, Herc, who is coming to Hollywood. Celtic is the defense uh, win the league. This is my goal and my, my target. Call it the LA Derby. Call it the Classico Angelino. Call it El Tráfico. But come tomorrow night, you may be calling it Giorgio Chiellini's Major League Soccer. Debut. That's right, the European champion set to join LAFC. And now, for the first time on Friday night, he'll be eligible to participate in MLS action. The aforementioned Giorgio Chiellini joining us now here on Football Americas. Giorgio, man, great Ciao, to have Sebastian. you on the show. Ciao, great to have you in MLS. I'm very happy to be here. Awesome. Hey, I'm reminded of a time, what is this now, four years ago, 2018. It's the MLS All-Star Game. Juventus is in Atlanta. And, Herc, you know how it was because you were there. Like, they yeah. send the Juventus players around to do the media. And most of these guys, they don't want to do it. But Giorgio Sam was Kadira. first in line. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to put the microphone on. He was all about it. And I was like, this guy loves it here. Yeah. And he's going to love it in MLS. Uh, so, Giorgio, what, what is Giorgio Chiellini well, doing his first few uh, days uh, in uh, Los uh, Angeles? If you remember, uh, four years ago, I said maybe one time so I would like to try an experience in MLS. And because I followed this league from many years ago and, and, and really would like to, to have this opportunity. And I'm here. I am very happy and proud to be chosen by... From the, by the LAFC, uh, we start to talk uh, in uh, April, and uh, I'm really excited and uh, ha and happy about the, this experience. Tomorrow we start in the best uh, match I, I could choose, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm happy. We start finally. I'm available. I'm uh, improving my fit uh, in the in this day because I uh, I arrive uh, after one month of uh, of season. 
and uh, I try to maintain the shape as bad as possible and now I improve, I improve it uh, day by day. I'm very happy to play and train with my teammates and tomorrow really we, we would like to win. It will, be, it will be difficult, Galaxy against LAFC is the best match for us and uh, but we're here and uh, we want to win tomorrow. I, I got a very important question. It, it's really the only question I care about. Uh, Alessandro Del Piero. Yeah. Have you seen him? Have you gone to the restaurant? What is it? The L, yes, El, the 10, right? Yeah, uh, I, I speak with him many times in the last months. Uh, he suggests me many things in LA, but he's still in, on holiday in Italy. And then I'm waiting for, for go to his restaurant uh, when we arrive. Mm. Herc, have you gotten the invite to the restaurant? That's what I want to know. Not yet. I'm still waiting. Not <laughs> yet. <laughs> Maybe next time. Right, let's talk about. Yeah. We go together. Let's talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about uh, expectations here, right? Because LAFC, even before they signed you, even before they signed Gareth Bale, Giorgio, they were already in first place. So yeah. now you guys come in. Everybody around the league, everybody that covers this league, says LAFC is going to win MLS Cup, and then beyond that, they're going to be trouble in Concacaf Champions League. What are your expectations for the rest of this season? Uh, uh, the expectation and the goal uh, is two different things. The expectation uh, surely is continue to work, continue to to improve and maintain the top of the league. But I, I'm very happy because I have a fantastic teammates. I've started to to study and to see all the matches from from the beginning of the season, and I'm really happy to join him because at my age I, we need a fantastic player closer to me. And then we have a good defender, good midfield, a good striker, and I, I, I'm not uh, in a case at the top of the league. I just one of 25, uh, and, and I can bring my my experience, my my skills, my application in defense, and surely I, I can help uh, my teammates in some details uh, in and out of the pitch in, in order to maintain. Uh, uh, the calm and the lucidity in all, in all the match, and also when uh, the, when we are when we will arrive on the playoff, uh, I'm very happy that also Garrett uh, join us, and surely he, he can bring. He is fantastic. He is he's a, a fantastic wing. He can shoot. He can physically. is also uh, fit now, and uh, but. We are just one, two, with Carlos three of 25. We have the same importance. I'm not more important than uh, every, everyone else uh, in the team. This is the, our uh, mentality. mission and our mentality. You know, Giorgio, I, I look at you and I see a student of the game. You throw everything of yourself into what you're doing, into your passion, into you, your job. I'm curious, Carlos Vela has been the face of LAFC. He's been the face of Major League Soccer for quite some time. When you see Carlos Vela, first your, your immediate reaction, but also a player who has chosen not to play with the Mexican national team. He's choosing not to go to a World Cup. Just your overall thoughts on Carlos Vela and that situation. But, uh, honestly, when uh, I arrived, uh, I, 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 I met Carlos as all my teammates, but I feel in Carlos the joyful of my arrival because uh, I think also him need new energy from something other. And also I think me and Garrett can take some pressure from him, can help him uh, managing the, the dress room, and, and also he really can 
play can think just to play. He is, uh, when I think uh, Carlos Vela, I think uh, to LFC and, and the opposite. When I think at LFC, I think to Carlos Vela. Then he, he remained the captain, our stars, our fantastic player. And, and, and if you want to arrive to win, we need Carlos uh, in, in the best condition. And, uh, and I think we, we, we could help him uh, day by day, permit him just to, to do these fantastic things I've seen now. I'm seeing now. Giorgio, I'm curious about uh, another one of your future teammates. That's yeah. Gareth Bale. H how did you find out? Because it happened kind of right after you had signed. And what was your reaction when you heard that he was going to be <laughs> joining the team too? I, I was on the beach uh, with my family <laughs> because uh, the, the, I, I'm waiting for the, for the visa. I, 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 would, I would like to arrive before, but I have to wait some days uh, in Italy. I, uh, and I go to see the phone and I, I read, Gareth Bale joining LFC. Wow, <laughs> this is my reaction. I think all the uh, the same reaction as all the LAFC fans, and uh, surely we 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 are very happy, and we do the compliments to to our manager, to our president. Uh, it, it's not easy. It's not easy because also we and uh, Garrett arrive. Uh, as a team, and uh, we we have a designated player spot free and available. Maybe we, we can imp improve also our team. But uh, I've said before, the important is the feelings and uh, in, in which uh, we arrive. Uh, me and Gareth surely strictly want this uh, this league, this team, and uh, this is important because. Uh, the, the, whole, the goal of the club, the players, the fans, the, 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 the ownership is a right to win. We have 18 months uh, in order to, to arrive to, to this goal and I, I know uh, that it's difficult because uh, we are 28 teams and, uh, and after 14 teams on the playoff, just one arrived to win, but uh, we have all the skills and uh, we, we don't uh, feel the pressure, but uh, joyfully and uh, with calm, uh, day by day working, we, we have to improve to, to really, uh, uh, we have to be funny uh, playing soccer. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy to me that you know the exact number of teams in the league and how many go to playoffs, because I could guarantee you a lot of, a lot of players coming into Major Soccer uh, do not know that, <laughs> Giorgio. I, I, I said it before. I have a master degree, and I've studied all of my life, and uh, I would like, I yeah. study uh, well, all my options. Well, the, the, I got a good question for you, because I'm very curious. Um, El Trafico here in Los Angeles yeah. has had a little bit of history, short history, but it's been very popular within the city. Uh, maybe from your experiences in Europe, from maybe seeing Slatan, what do you know about El Trafico? Well, what have you seen? I, I read uh, a strange uh, statistic today. 15 games, 65 goals for, for us <laughs> in a derby is something impossible. We are, I'm happy in a derby, the match is closed uh, and a few chances. Correct. And after, just after the first goal, the, the game is open. Uh -huh. uh, instead, in five games per game, the medium yeah. is it, it, so high. I, I, I remember the first game of Zlatan and, uh, when, when he played the, this derby. Uh, and I see all this derby this year, unfortunately, we. We, we, we lose both, um, we, we, we didn't do uh, a very good performance, but we, I think we play well, but not for 90 minutes. And Galaxy is a team that if you concede few chances as 
the player who kill you. And uh, Chicharito mm. surely is the best, but also the other. Jovic is doing a fantastic season, the wing is so far fast. And uh, we have to maintain, to maintain the calm and the balance for, for, for all the game. And really, I think in this way, we win tomorrow. Giorgio, you mentioned Chicharito. I'm wondering yeah. about that one-on-one -on -one battle, you versus Chicharito. How do you how do you shut him down? Is that how he celebrates? Yeah, uh, Chicharito is fantastic. I played him uh, against him in Madrid. Um, uh, surely I don't remember also if in Manchester United. And uh, I I see the uh, the last games of the year, and uh, surely he's still very fit. And uh, it's fantastic in the movement on the box, really fantastic because you do two, three times movement and it's very difficult to mark him. And surely is uh, one of my best skills mark on the box. Uh, with him, it will not so easy. Uh, we'll see tomorrow. I try to do the best as possible. I will study another time also the, this, this evening or tomorrow. And, uh, but, but when I play against a fantastic striker as Chicharito, surely I, it, it's a beautiful thing for me. I, I'm excited to, to play against uh, these players. So, number 14 versus number 14, and I believe Texas boy Weston McKinney is also number 14 at yeah. Juve. So, I want to ask you about Weston McKinney right now. Uh, Weston McKinney, do you see him as a long-term piece at Juventus? I, I think uh, Weston is... Uh, First of all, a fantastic guy, really good guy, so funny, and also is a is a beautiful player, good, really a good player who is improving, who is surely had to, to work to himself to to improve and to because physically is fantastic, is really strong, and he run all the all the match, and an important thing is score many goals. And it's not easy to find a, a midfield who scores so many goals as Weston. He is uh, just 24, then surely he has to improve uh, on the pass, on, on the pl uh, playing 90 minutes yes. and be on the zone, right zone. Yeah, for 90 minutes, many times uh, is to uh, he decides too fast and he doesn't think too much about what, what he needs. But I, I love him. Uh, and uh, everyone in Juventus lo love him and uh, I hope uh, he could stay many years in uh, Juventus. Speaking of Americans at Juventus or Americans potentially at Juventus, Christian Pulisic has been linked with yeah. the move to Juve from Chelsea. Uh, how do you think he'd fit in there and in Syria? Well, uh, honestly, I don't know. It's the first, thing, the first time I heard it. Uh, but I think Juventus uh, needs some uh, wing uh, and as Pulisic, Pulisic uh, is very good I think when he starts from the side and come inside and uh, with the injury of Chiesa he, he surely still uh, return but not, not before September and uh, in the first months surely uh, he, he, has, he can't play every game and also with the arriving of uh, uh, Angel Di Maria Pulisic could be the fantastic third winger for, for Juventus and this uh, uh, improve here by here. He did a, a fantastic season in Chelsea. I, I, it's the first time I think he can sell him, but if he can Juventus, I'm very happy as a fan.
You know, I was hesitant to ask you about the World Cup, this next question of who will go through, because like, no, he's not going to know the U.S. or Mexico, but you're such a student of the game, I think you actually will. What do you think is going to go further, the U.S. men's national team or, or Mexico in the World Cup? My, honestly, I don't know very much in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't be able to think, uh, to talk about it, um, but I think U.S. is going up in the last year. He has a fantastic young players, and uh, now it, and they, they can arrive at their best in the World Cup 2026, but they could be perfect for, for the U.S. because they hosted the, this World Cup, and I think the, the generation of Pulisic, McKenney, I think so, Sergino Dest, and, and Reina, and uh, Adams, and all the other guys could arrive in, in, in 2026 in, in the best moment of their yes. career. Brian. But early now, he, I think he had to live with, uh, with joyful, with happiness, and he could do something special with, with this emotion. Let me ask you really quick about somebody who does play in Mexican National Team that you've played against many times, Chucky Lozano, Irvin Lozano yeah. in his situation. Uh, talk to me about uh, Irvin Lozano. <laughs> Chucky or Chucky? We, Chucky? Well, in Spanish, Chucky. But oh, okay, yeah, we Chucky. say Chucky. Yes, Chucky yes. Lozano is so fast, so fast. Uh, the, um, this year, I, I think he uh, did a good season because uh, he started to understand so to the woman and the link to with the uh, Insigne, who's, who is a fantastic passer. And Lozano scored many goals with uh, after a pass of Lorenzo. And uh, I don't know if he'll stay or not, but he's uh, now is uh, really a strong player for Napoli, and surely he could have more spaces also on the left side in, in which he always play Lorenzo, and maybe he could come inside and also some shoot, shoot more with, yeah. the, with the right feet, but he's a really a good player. I, I don't know what, what arrived in Mexico about his year, but he's considered an important player for Napoli in Italy. Herc, I, I know you keep calling him a student of the game, but with what he knows, I think we have to call him, give him a new nickname, the professor. The professor. He's, he's graduated he's gonna from take a student my job. of the game. He's going to huh? take my job soon, man. Get out of here, George. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Wait, wait. 18 more months. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet, he says. Not yet. Giorgio Chiellini, thank you very much, man. Appreciate the time. It Thanks for being pleasure. with us here on thank Football you. Americas. There he is, Giorgio Chiellini. You'll be seeing him Friday night, tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN and ESPN Deportes LAFC against the LA Galaxy. So we just heard from Giorgio Chiellini. Let's hear now from his LAFC teammate, Kellen Acosta. Here's Kellen Acosta's jersey swap or not. Hi, I'm Kellen Acosta, and this is my jersey swap or not. Yeah, I mean, the jersey that came, I mean, I've traded multiple people, but I mean, the one that sticks out the most is the one I traded with Coutinho. We played against Brazil in, uh, I think it was MetLife. I mean, Coutinho's a guy that I, you know, I watched growing up. And it was one of those things where I was kind of just chasing a little bit. 
Well, that game, I mean, he was pretty exceptional. I mean, it was hard. I mean, I felt like we were chasing shadows that game, and it was uh, it was definitely difficult. Um, and then after the game, it was just one of those things where I think he got subbed. So I was like, I was trying to look, just looking for him. I was like, okay, I got to find this guy. Um, got to switch with him, and, and uh, yeah, and I was able to to, to trade with him. It's actually just in a trunk in my house. I mean, I'm in the process of moving. I just came from Colorado. It's here to LA. So it was uh, definitely great to, to add that to the collection. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. More Major League Soccer transfer news hurt. ESPN's Rob Dawson reporting Jesse Lingard is set to travel to the U.S. later this summer to hear pitches from multiple Major League Soccer teams. The England international is 29 years old. He's out of contract at Manchester United. There is reported Premier League interest from at least West Ham and Everton. All right, Herc, it's being reported that these so-called deals are, quote, groundbreaking deals. What do you think? Is Jesse Lingard worth it? Is he the guy you build your MLS team around? I don't like the way you phrase that question, build your MLS team around. I, I know what you're trying to do right now, Sebastian Salazar. Listen, he's 29 years old. He's a very good footballer, right? At West Ham, because he's on the outs at United, so he wasn't getting any love, wasn't getting any playing time. When he went to West Ham, he was very productive. I mean, nine goals, five assists in 16 games. He's 29 years old. I seriously think he can do some damage at the Major League Soccer level. The reality here, though, is he's only got a handful of teams he could actually play for in Major League Soccer mm. that he'd probably want to play for, right? What do you got? Your L.A. teams? Your Florida teams, maybe your New York area teams, that's only a handful if we're being honest, but I think this is a player you take a chance with. This, I think this is a player you roll the dice with. I think you can do a lot of damage in this league. Mm. I think there's probably some fair questions about his ambition, right? It's a guy who's 29 years old. Anytime a player in their prime goes from Europe to MLS, somebody's gonna question ambition. But this is a guy, you mentioned the very successful stint at West Ham. They obviously wanted to keep him, and he goes back to Manchester United for, to fight for a spot at his boyhood club. That might tell us a little bit something about his ambition. I think he's going to be motivated as well, although I don't know what you think. At, looking at the roster now, he seems like a pretty long shot to get back into the England team. Yeah. There's obviously a lot of competition. You he know, did play Nations position. League, though. I just wonder how Gareth Southgate would look at it, right? And I'm sure that's part of the consideration here for Jesse Lingard. What I do really like about it, and you and I talked about this kind of off the air, is this is a name, this is a move that is not about a name, it's about a player, right? Yeah. Like Jesse Lingard's not going to sell a bunch of jerseys or sell a bunch of tickets unless he starts to play well, the team around him starts to play well. This is a move specifically about soccer. And there was a time in MLS where name came first. This wouldn't be that, would it? No, absolutely not. You'd say he doesn't move the needle. He won't put tickets, he won't put, excuse me, uh, butts in the seat. He's not going to sell tickets. It's not that kind of marketing uh, tool, if you will. 
But I think Major League Soccer is getting past that. They're, mm. they're past because they want to shed that image, right? Or at least that retirement image. That retirement image came with trying to put players, uh, certain players on the field to generate ticket sales. This would be a strictly what can you do for me on the field type of move. Can you help my team get better? Can you help me win a championship? So let's think about which teams might be interested in this. The reports tell us it's either LA or Florida. So that kind of narrows it down, right? It gives us the two teams in Los Angeles, Inter-Miami uh, and Orlando City as well. Who do you think needs Jesse Lingard right now the most of those four candidates, Herc? Hey, hear me out for a second before you go all Sebi Salazar on me. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> my, immediate, my immediate reaction says, well, Inter-Miami makes just perfect sense for everybody involved. It, it, it's exactly what Chris Henderson, it's exactly what Neville needs, it's exactly what Jorge Mas and David Beckham would want, a player that could be on the field, uh, do things for you, and a player that might feel semi-comfortable with the city and set coach. But it's the galaxy, and we have to address the elephant in the room. Douglas Costa has not been good. He was a mistake for the LA Galaxy. If you could somehow, because per Taylor Twellman, uh, he thinks both LA teams are in play. If you could somehow move Douglas Costa, get him out of there and free up this designated player spot for a Jesse Lingard, I honestly mm. think the Galaxy are one piece away, one starting piece away from being a championship contending team. With Greg Vanny, I honestly feel that. If you can get Javier Hernandez uh, more looks. Jovalich is easing the pressure off him. You can get a quality player in that attacking third. With those two, you've got yourself something. I think we'd take LAFC and Orlando out of this mix almost immediately, right? Because they don't necessarily need the player the most. I feel like LA Galaxy need it from an uh, almost buzz perspective, right? Like all we're talking about recently when it comes to, to, to MLS transfers and really Los Angeles soccer out of Angel City FC, it's what it's what LAFC is doing. It's what they're doing in the transfer market. So LA Galaxy, I think, need to strike back in some way. This would be big to that extent. Although, again, it's not the star power move. It's not the Zlatan move. I think Inter-Miami, though, at some point, doesn't Inter-Miami need to prove to the people down there that they're serious about soccer? Have they had a signing yet that's done that? Not not big name. They tried, but that's the thing. They've already tried going that down that right, uh, road. Excuse me, Blaise Matuidi. Uh, you've had uh, Iguain. You've tried that. Campana happened to be one of your better players, and mm. that wasn't the route you were going for. It just happened to be, can he help me on the field? So maybe they continue going that route. I've got no doubt that Chris Henderson will write this ship because he's got that Garth Lagaway school of thought in him, if you will, and he's been doing good things. You've seen the change. But I agree with you. Maybe not so much as they need this to keep pace because I don't think that's the question here with LAFC, but they're a team that's always been serious about winning. They're a team that's right. always chased the titles. Now, if you want to chase the title, you're still missing that piece. Inter-Miami also just brought in Alejandro Pozuelo. It's that's not, not a contract extension Very yet, true. so we don't know how long he'll be there, but you know, you got you to think about that as well. Do you need Lingard and, and Pozuelo? Maybe you do. Maybe Inter-Miami needs both. I think you could probably make that case. Herc, what about the case of Orbelin Pineda, a player we were really excited about when he finally made the move over to Spain and Celta Vigo. Let's just say from a playing time standpoint, it, it didn't really work out. Now he's kind of in a standoff with the club. Here's the latest. He's got basically one week to find a European suitor or else it looks like he's headed back to Mexico. Celta Vigo is asking for $5 million. The reported interest, or at least the latest reported interest, is from Rayo Vallecano. Herc, uh, are you cool with how Celta is handling Orbelin Pineda's situation? 
Seb, this is an absolute joke. It's a mockery of a situation for Orbelin Pineda. Orbelin Pineda, they convinced him to go on a free transfer. Mm -hmm. Leave Cruz Azul, come on a free, come chase your European dream. They paid zero for the guy. And now, after he played, what, 97 minutes out, Chacho Cudet, the head coach, says, hey, I didn't ask for him. I didn't want him. He's here. I don't know why. Uh, now, all of a sudden, they want to demand 5 million euros plus for him to go elsewhere. A player they got for free, a player they don't even want, a player they stated has no place on their team, but they want to charge something for him? This is insane amount of BS. I hope I hope they do get a deal done, though, if there's real interest from Rayo Vallecano on, on last year's La Liga schedule. Remember, Casey Keller played for Rayo. He and I did like four or five games. That team is a lot of fun to watch. They play. They might not have a big budget, uh, but they certainly play. So if they can scrap together those $5 million, euros, whatever Celta's asking for, I would love to see Norbelin Pineda, one, stay in Europe, period. Second stay in La Liga and third stay at Rio. What, what's you're, that look? You don't you're, like you're, it? You're cool with Celta de Vigo trying to cash in on this. A player that fell into their lap for free. A player that they don't want. A player that they gave 97 minutes to. This is really what you, you the Mexican national team fan in you, this is what you want. This is what you're okay. Okay, that's fine. Go to the next segment. Go to, no, the, no. Go to the next one. Go to I the don't next want to hold them hostage, but if they can make a deal, that's they what can they're find doing. A way they're to make holding a deal. this man I hostage. They Where do you want to see him end up? Hostage. Anywhere, anywhere. But do not, do not for one second think I am cool with Celta de Vigo cashing in on this. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Okay, speaking of Celta de Vigo, that's the landing spot for Luca de la Torre, a player who you have been talking about a lot of late here on Football Americas. Our Jeff Carlisle reporting that it's going to be a $2 million fee paid to Heracles. The 24-year-old is set for a medical on Friday, and it appears Celta's sporting director is the one that had a keen eye for De La Torre. As with all these guys, Herc, it is a World Cup year. What do you think of this move? Is there some element of risk here for Luca De La Torre? Oh, I love me some Luca De La Torre. Hey, if anybody wants to gift me a Luca De La Torre Heracles uh, jersey, I am all for that because I'm a big fan of the player. But uh, sporting director asked for said player to Celta de Vigo. Didn't we just go through this with Orbelin Pineda? I mean, it's a World Cup year, and Orbelin Pineda is literally fighting for his World Cup mm. life right now, for his national team career, trying to find a different team. I'm not saying he doesn't have the level to play at a Celta Vigo or La Liga. Obviously, he does. I think he's a very good player. I think La Liga could be a very good league for him. Mm. But we just saw, in, in Espanol, esta película ya la vi. I've already seen this movie. I know how it ends. Anywhere but Celta de Vigo. We've seen this. As aside from that, aside from that, it does feel kind of like a, like a pretty good level move, right? He's going from a team that was relegated, relegated. in the Dutch top flight, relegated in the Dutch top flight to a you know, not really a relegation-threatened team in La Liga. This is a team that's usually middle of the table. Maybe they might creep up in there into a... Europa League. I don't know. Europa League, Europa yeah. Conference League, something like that. Um, and then you mentioned it. I, I think if there's a player we think of in the American midfield right now who is technical first, it's Luca De La Torre. If there's a league you think of, it's Spain. Yeah. This, aside from the Celta bad vibes, this is a... 
This is I a good it. move and a good fit, right? I love La Liga for him. He's a deep-lying playmaker. He's got silky smooth ability to break through lines. He's got great vision. I think he'd be a great asset. But I repeat, and, and, and Jurgen Klinsmann came on this show talking to Ricardo Pepe, and he warned about the World Cup year. It's a World Cup year. You have to be very careful. The World Cup isn't in the summer. It's in November. So these summer moves impact your World Cup future. All right, so there it is. Luca Della Torre, not the only CONCACAF player on the move. Canada's Kyle Lahren as well. He's going from Besiktas in Turkey to Club Bruges in Belgium on a free transfer hook with reported interest from Tigres. <laughs> that would have been something. Canadian goal scorer at Tigres would have made some money. I like Bruges. Just a Champions League team. He's going to be a goal scorer. He's going to be in the eye of the, a lot of different other teams. I, I, I like this. And he's going to be playing with Tejan Buchanan, a little Canadian connection in the Belgian League. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Joining us next on Football America, Sydney LaRue of Angel City. She's in studio with her. How's her treating you? Everything okay? Everything is great. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> L.A., how are you not happy to be here? It's L.A. That's very true. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I know you're true. happy to be here on uh, Football Americas. What about the trade to Angel City? Give us that, that, that moment when you finally find out you're getting that move. What is that feeling like? Yeah, I found out on Tuesday, and I was here on Wednesday. Um, so everything has been quite a blur. Um, the last week has, has been unbelievable. Um, everyone has, has been so welcoming to me and my family, and uh, I'm, I'm very happy. You know, Sid, I, I'm curious. Angel City's a new team. I, I feel the buzz here in Los Angeles because I live here, but what's the rest of the league? What are your peers saying in NWSL about Angel City? I mean, I played here when I was with Orlando, and I mean, the bank is amazing. What what an atmosphere! Um, and so it was amazing to to play here for Angel City um, last weekend. All right, so you talk about the bank. Let's look forward to this weekend then, Saturday against San Diego. It, it feels like the new big rivalry in the National Women's Soccer League. Give us, give us an idea of kind of where you think the rivalries stack up across the NWSL and what you think this one could be or maybe already is. Yeah, I think it's going to be a rivalry, and I think that's fun. We want that in women's soccer. Um, you have two teams, two new teams uh, from Southern California, um, and two teams who have done quite well. Um, so it's exciting. You know, Sid, last year was a... Tough year for the league with the coaching scandals. Uh, 
As a player, where do you feel that you are today in the league? Are you removed from said incidents? Yeah, I think I think there's a long way to go. Um, you know, last year was tough, and um, for some of us, this year was tough, and we want to move forward. And so, I think I think that's happening, but um, we still have a ways to go. Let's talk a little bit about the international level, because before the CONCACAF W Championship, we got a long list of players from Vladko Anonofsky, and your name was on it. It was the first time we've seen you on, an, on a national team list in quite some time. Uh, we know about the, the fight for the number nine position. We always talk about it with the U.S. Women's National Team. We're not that far from a World Cup. Do you feel yourself as like an active member of the pool? Do you, do you think about the 2023 World Cup as a target? Um, that's a good question, uh, because I was surprised to see my name on that list, too. Um, but I think, you know, I'm, I'm excited. It was it it made me happy. But um, I think that I just I'm enjoying playing soccer again. And, you know, whatever happens will happen. You know, some would say quite obviously that we're experiencing a generational change uh, on this uh, women's national team. I'm curious about your assessment of this national team through said change. Yeah, I think we have some amazing young players coming through um, and that's really exciting. I said, but I also think that veterans are very important. So it'll be interesting to see what Blacka does. How do you think this team compares Let's go back to 2015. You're on the team. You guys win the World Cup. What are some similarities and maybe what are some of the, the differences between the two sides? Um, youth. Uh, you know, when back in 2015, we didn't have a lot of youth. Um, so I think youth is new. Um, but I also think what's the same and what, what will always be the same with the U.S. Women's National Team is, I mean, the fight. We never give mm -hmm. up. Um, no matter what, we always think and know we're going to win. Um, and I think that that is always going to be true. I'm interested in you talking about the veteran presence and how that's important. Uh, we, we saw during a lot of this, these games that the, the women have had uh, trouble finishing, uh, maybe trouble closing games out. Do you feel that's maybe impacted with the lack of veteran uh, leadership on the field? Um, possibly. I also think that sometimes there's growing pains. You know, it's it's different. It's a completely different team. Um, and I think that that will eventually all work itself out. Sydney, I'm, I'm curious, just kind of for a global perspective, what you think of all that we've got going on this summer? You know, the Euros are on ESPN. We got the CONCACAF W Championship that's going on down in Mexico, where we've seen a, an explosion in the women's game. You've been around this game a long time. Like, kind of where do you think the, the women's game is in its ultimate trajectory here in the year 2022? Um, I think it's amazing. I mean, you look here in, in L.A. and you see the support that Angel City has. And I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And I think that that's what every female soccer player deserves. You know, I, I got to ask you, because uh, a few days ago, I'm opening up my phone and I see Vanessa Bryant tweet out um, talking about you, talking about your relationship with the Bryant family, with how much Gigi looked up to you, and a special tattoo. Can you share a little bit about that tattoo and the relationship with the Bryant family? Yeah, um, the Bryant family, I, I consider my family. Um, so I'm so excited to be back in LA for that as well, um, to see them and, and 
and to get back with Vanessa and, and see the kids and have our kids back together. Um, I'm very excited for that. Um, and yes, I have a number two tattoo for me and Gigi. Um, she was number two and we were number two together. He was really a, a huge supporter of, you know, people kind of know it about the women's basketball game, but I remember games in San Diego, LA, like he would always come to women's national team games. I wonder what, what that was like for you guys um, having him there. Yeah, I mean, he is such a huge supporter of females. I think that that is, you know, what Kobe did was he, he showed everyone that like invest in women um, and especially because he had all girls so mm. of course um, but I mean it was always nice to see him at games and um, you know of course I miss him so much. Your expectations change the scenery um, new opportunity maybe with the women's national team your expectations both club and country? My expectations you know I I'm so happy to be in LA and I think that that alone will will be better for me um, and my hope is to score goals and to fight and to to give everything that I have and we'll see. Sydney we, we're talking a lot right now about transfers for players and I, I like hear it in your voice you keep coming back to it how important it is to be happy and you know we're, we're talking about Luca Della Torre moving to Spain and is it a technical league you know what is a coach like how important is the other part of it when you're thinking about your next move? Because I, I can almost like hear the weight of what that, that means for you and your voice, this change. Yeah, I think, I think change is good. Um, and I think it's necessary. Uh, I was in Orlando for five years um, and it was just, it, I needed something new. Um, and so I think that that's exciting for me. And, you know, to to play with a new group of girls is, is always fun to get to know each other on the field and off. Um, so I'm excited for that. And I think change is good. You know, the obvious answer is answer is Los Angeles, right? Everybody's going to say Los Angeles, the weather, it's beautiful. Everybody wants to be here. But I'm curious as to how you were sold on, on uh, Angel City in this project. Um, I saw the support. Um, I knew that Angel City wanted to do something different here, um, and that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, you see it, and it's, it's unbelievable. Um, and of course, I wanted to be back in LA, uh, and so it's been, you know, full circle, and, and I'm back, so I'm, I'm very excited. Specifically that atmosphere at the bank, because I think one of the first things I saw from you on social after the trade, uh, you hadn't even played yet, was the reception. Um, you got, you know, that's something that maybe we're starting to see in women's soccer in Europe, but that, that packed stadium, big packed stadium for a, a, an NWSL club game is something we're seeing for the first time um, at Angel City. What does that mean for you guys? I think it's amazing, um, but it's not just one game. It's every single home game. Everyone shows up, and I think that that's amazing. And like I said, that's what female soccer players deserve in this league, in this country, in the world. And, you know, we're seeing that now. So we can only go up from here. I got, I got to give a shout out go to ahead. Portland Thorns because otherwise the people in Portland will be mad that I said they don't fill their stadium. So oh, here uh, we go, pandering <laughs> to Portland like you always do. I'm really curious, you know, it's, it's two new franchises, San Diego and Angel City here in Los Angeles. How do you make this a meaningful rivalry? Like you experienced this for the first time. What do you expect? Um, I expect it to be a hard fought game. Um, and I think we're ready for that and, and we're excited and we get to play at home this time. So um, 
I'm excited. It'll be good. Yep. Should be a great one Saturday night. (laughs) Angel City against San Diego. Sydney LaRue, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you being here on Football Americas. Thank you for having me. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The U.S. Women's National Team just finishing up against Jamaica and the U.S. wasting no time in this one. Sophia Smith starting the scoring. Okay, sombrerito, way to get around this. Right here. What a touch and then filthy finish outside of the foot. Remember, this is the same Jamaica team that beat Mexico the other night. A few minutes after the first goal from Sophia Smith, another one from Smith. 2-0 U.S. Oh, I thought the defender could have got a piece of this right here. Right here, Sophia Smith beats the goalkeeper. This is where you got to go. You got to get that out of there. Close. Smith gets the credit for the goal. U.S. up 2-0 into the second half. Looking for a third in the 59th. Rose Lavelle at the back post. Yeah, something they didn't really do too well against Haiti. The Haiti was doing well, really well against them, getting in behind the defenders, and then it's just a nice little finish across the face of goal. So the U.S. then 3-0 up into the 81st. More from the Americans driving into the box. Herc, we're headed to the spot. Yeah, you got to be careful how you go in. You can't dive in that way against these type of players to the spot. Midge Purse draws the penalty. Christy Mewis finishes it. And the U.S. takes a 4-0 lead. They'd add a fifth in the 86th. Ball comes across. Yes, there it is. La Manita. La Manita. Yeah, that'll be five. Good little finish. Great ball across. Rodman will take that. There you have it. The U.S. 5-0 winners over Jamaica. And all but qualified for the upcoming World Cup. There they have it. U.S. six points from two games. Mexico-Haiti. Just about to start down there in uh, Monterey. We will have full coverage of that game on Monday's show. Speaking of the U.S. Women's National Team, they were without the services of Megan Rapino. Why? Because she was being awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom on Thursday at the White House, as you see right there. One of 17 people to receive the honor from the President, Joe Biden, the first ever soccer player her, to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Let's hear more from a historic day at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Megan is one of the most accomplished soccer players and the first soccer player to receive the Medal of Freedom. Beyond the World Cup titles and Olympic medals, Megan is a champion for essential American truth that everyone, everyone is entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. Everyone. Megan did something really consequential. She helped lead the change for perhaps the most important victory for anyone on her soccer team or any soccer team. Equal pay for women. And Megan, like Simone, I hope there's room for this medal between all the other awards you and Sue have received during your reckless, your remarkable careers and your reckless play. I'm watching you. My Lord, you have such, you're, you are good kid. <laughs> Uh, 
Again, Herc, not a long list of athletes that have been honored with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Megan Rapino and Simone Biles now on it. Are uh, you still angry? They won 5-0 without her. She got such a distinguished honor. Are you still angry at the White House? Still angry at the White House. Of course you Let are. her do it on her time, not on theirs. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Our next guest on this whirlwind edition of Football America is none other than Julian Araujo of the LA Galaxy and the Mexican national team. Julian, welcome back to Football America. As always, great to have you, my man. Thank you so much for having me on. This is a pleasure and uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about a lot of things. I bet you're excited. I know one thing you're very excited to talk about is El Trafico or whatever it is that you guys do call it there uh, in the locker room. Tell me, if somebody hasn't seen this game before, what makes it special? What makes it a unique rivalry? I think just the intensity that both teams come out with, you know, the fan, with the fa- starting with the fans, obviously, you know, us, we, we're going out there to win. Uh, they're coming out there or they're going to come out to, to beat us. You know, we, we've gone out there this, this year. We beat them every time we've played against them. Uh, we're going to their house now, and, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to want to lose at their house um, in front of their fans. So, you know, the best feeling in the world is going over there and getting a win. So we want to go over there, do whatever we possibly can to, to, to get three points. Um, it's going to be difficult. Um, but, yeah, the, the intensity is going to be going to be very high. We know what, it's, when we know what, what this game is, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're very excited. Julian, you're a local boy. You, you follow the Galaxy for quite some time. I, I'm going to read you the headline on today's ESPN.com. It says, the LA Galaxy falling behind the rest of Major League Soccer. Uh, what do you make of that headline? I've seen that actually this, this afternoon uh, that, that, that it came out. But no, it's all good. You know, we, we, we're, we're, staying, we're staying focused. We know what, what we have to do. We know that... Uh, we're we're in fourth or fifth, I think, on the table. But um, yeah, we're just focused on on tomorrow. We're gonna try to go out there and be be our crosstown rivals. You know, we're 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 their neighbors, and we want to go out there and win. We're not focused on on the table right now. We're going out there and we have a game tomorrow, and that's what we're focused on. You know, the rest is gonna come. Uh, we played Montreal and we did very well. So we're 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 on a good on a good run right now. All right, I know the game tomorrow is at Bank of California Stadium. But I gotta ask, because we always talk about it on this show. Every time there's a Galaxy LAFC game in Carson, Herc tells me, the Galaxy are going to win. I know this is gonna happen. And every time I say, no, but LAFC's playing well. LAFC, here they come. They're gonna get it this time. Julian, what, what's going on? What's with the curse of Carson? Explain it. We're, we're the OGs, you know? <laughs> we, we've been here, for, we've been here for, for a very long time, you know? We're, we, we, have, um, we have history. We, we definitely have history and we're, we, have a, we have a fan base that's going to be behind us throughout the 90 minutes and do the good and the bad. We know, we know they got our back, so we're going to go out there and, and give them the game that we always do. We know they know that we, we always show up for this game. So, yeah, we're going to go out there and, and give it our all. Julian, I need you to explain something to me. I mean, 
you guys haven't won back-to-back games since April, but if you look at the top teams in the league, like the top six in the Supporter Shield race, you're 6-0 and versus those teams. So explain to me the Galaxy this season. Yeah, so, you know, we've, we've lost games. Uh, we've lost some, some games at home uh, when we shouldn't have lost. Uh, we, we're, we don't want to lose at home, and it's been, you know, we, we want to make our, our house our, our territory. And, you know, teams have came to, to our house and beat us at home. We've done very well on the road, um, but we, we got to match that at home. You know, we, our fans, our fans are, are wanting us to win at home, and they have a high expect, expectation for us. And, yeah, so... You know, it's, it's been difficult for us. We, we, we've had some good times. We have some bad times. But um, we all know this is the last, the second half of the season. We know that every game counts. Um, last year, we lost it. We were winning for 89 minutes or 84 minutes, and RSL scored a goal, and we were out of the, we were out of the, um, the playoffs. So we know that from the, first, from the first game to the last game, we're going to try to do whatever it takes to, to get as many points on the road and at home. And, um yeah, uh, we, we, we know we show up against big teams. Uh, we know that we're going to have control of the ball most of the games. But, you know, we, we just got to stay. Everybody's got to be locked in from the first whistle to the last whistle. And that's something that we've we've all had to talk about. You know, we've um, we've had some, you know, some players sometimes we, we, we go down as soon as they score a goal. And uh, last year, I think whenever the, the our rival team scored scored before us, we would lose. But, you know, this year we, we've turned that around. And, you know, we're, we're trying to stay in high spirits. And, you um, yeah, we're going to do whatever it takes to finish off the, the season strong. Look, it's uh, it's no secret. This is a huge year for you in, in everything personal, right, with the World Cup coming up. How do you think you're playing, you know, right now, five, six months from the World Cup? I think I'm doing well for myself. Um, you know, I'm just trying to do take every day as a, as a new opportunity. I'm trying to improve every day um, with, the, with the players that I have around me, from, with the staff that I have around me. Uh, I know it's going to be difficult, uh, you know, heading into the World Cup. Everybody's trying to do whatever they can to, to make that roster. Um, for me, it's just, you know, focusing on, the, on, on my training days, my, my game days, trying to stay fit, trying to stay healthy, obviously. Um, yeah, and everything's going to take care of itself. You know, what's for me is for me. I'm going to do my job here, and uh, yeah, I'm going I'm to hopefully uh, Hopefully I can get a call-up to the World Cup. Well, yeah, last time we spoke was around MLS All-Star Game, uh, Liga MX versus MLS, and you were still undecided of whether you were going to represent Mexico or the United States Men's National. You chose Mexico. I'm curious, how has your life changed since? How, what's, what's life like for you now? It's good. I'm very, very stress-free. I'm very, um, I'm happy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm representing such a, such a big country, a, a big crest, and, you know, I'm going to do it with, with, everything in me. I'm going to leave everything on the field every time I get a chance to step on the field. Um, I'm excited for what's to come. You know, I'm, I'm very young, but I, I know there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of future in me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to learn, uh, to learn to be around the very, very big players, players that, that have played in the World Cup, uh, that have a lot of experience. Um, but I'm, I'm very happy, I'm very content, um, and, I'm, and I'm just waiting to hopefully get the next call-up. How did you feel playing in the Nations League? And at this point, does every one of those games almost feel like a make-or-break audition for the World Cup? Yeah, for sure. I, I felt good, you know, obviously being around different players as well, being around the first-team players. Um, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's always been a dream of mine to represent, uh, represent Mexico and to be able to do it at, at 20 years old. Um, I'm, I'm very happy. Uh, I've, I've gone out there, learned a lot already from, from the players, from the staff. Um, but yeah, it's, 
I know Mexico is a lot of pressure. It's, it's a different culture. They they bleed, they sleep soccer. So I'm I'm, I'm happy and I, and I love that. And I think that's what brings the best out of me. You know, Julian, Mexico's got a very experienced team. And I look at this Nations League roster, and you had some very young guys on there. Guys like Marcelo Flores. I'm curious of your overall impressions of what you've seen from Marcelo Flores, a player that's already gotten national team looks, but not really first team looks at the club level. Yeah, so he's he's a very good. He has a good he has a good head on himself. Uh, he knows he had a, he, he knows he has a lot of potential. Um, yeah, you know the, the games are going to come. Uh, he, he's he he does well in training. He's very professional. But yeah, we we know he's young, but he has a lot of he has a lot of talent. Uh, he's he's definitely going to have a, a long career for himself and, and a very good one. Julian, I'm I'm looking at this team from Mexico. I'm looking at the roster. There's not a lockdown at right back. You were talking about trying to make the team. Are you thinking about making the team or are you thinking about making the starting 11? Like what's the conversation in your head right now? Oh, for sure. The the, the conversation in my head is obviously I, I want to go. I want to play in the World Cup. I don't just want to get a get a call up and be on the roster. Um, I, I definitely want to go out there and get 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 a, win a spot, win a starting 11 spot. Um, but yeah, my, my, my goal right now is to, you know, focus here, play every game, play play well, do well in training, improve every day and whatever I need to improve on, uh, stay healthy, stay fit, and making sure that I'm taking care of my body because at the end of the day, my body's what's going to get me there. Um, I just want to take care of my body. I want to perform well uh, day in, day out. And, you know, I have, I have a lot of games before, before the World Cup and I, I need to play to my highest capacity. And from there, everything is going to take care of itself. You know, Julian, I'm, I'm very curious. You're a player that's experienced Major League Soccer your whole career, and now I've got thrown into the World Cup mix, or I'm sorry, the Mexican national team mix, and it's a very much in the eye of the hurricane. The press is all over you guys. It's a lot of attention. What's that been like for you? It's been a little bit crazy, you know. It's, uh, it's, it's um, that's kind of what I've dreamed of, you know. Like, it's just... Pressure is like, like I said, it's it's brought out the best of me. It's, it's you know, I think it brings out the best in everybody. And um, yeah, it's 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 difficult, but sometimes it's very hard. Sometimes it, when it's going your way, it's very good. When it's not, it's it's a difficult thing to to handle. Uh, being young, I, I've been able to kind of handle. You know, I try to stay off social media, try to stay off all that, just to keep my head on straight. But um, but yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a good a good a good time for sure. But you know, sometimes it can get difficult. All right, there he is Julian Araujo of the LA Galaxy and the Mexican national team. Julian, thanks so much for the time. As always, great to have you here on Football Americas. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. It is MLS Rivalry Week across the league. We'll have an Eastern Conference showdown to start the night on Friday. DC United against. Philadelphia Union. And then the Western Conference, it's the LA Galaxy and LAFC. El Tráfico. See Julian Araujo live. Don't miss it on ESPN and ESPN Deportes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Uh, right now is for Book It, Herc. We got a few minutes left in the show. Let's make an educated pick based on what we think is going to happen tomorrow night. LA Galaxy, LAFC, Bank of California. You're going to be calling it, right, on ESPN Deportes? ESPN Deportes with Alex Pareja and Richard Mendez. We will be there. Actually, be on the field. Uh, I'm going to wear my nice kicks and I'm going to say Ooh. hi to all the players. Uh, here's my here's – my Here's my. I'm gonna rival. I'm going to rival Berhalter's kick game tomorrow. No, that's, a, that's rival, a big promise. I'm not kidding. Pay attention to the kicks. If you see me, you know. Give a shout out to the show. Hashtag Football Americas. You know. All right. Here's 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 what I'm going. If you want to parlay it, parlay it because I think I'm onto something right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a game where both teams score. Okay. LAFC 35 straight games with a goal at home. Carlos Vela. 10 goals versus the LA Galaxy. So they might even be a, a Carlos Vela goal. Mm. Okay, and, and check this out. Check this out. The LA Galaxy have only lost three times to LAFC. Zero in the last five, and they're one of the best road teams in Major League Soccer this season. I think we're looking at a draw with goals. <laughs> you put all of that data into the computer, and what you came out with was a draw. With goals. I mean, that's... Seb, that's a parlay, and that's going to make you some money. That's the point of Book It. Big money. He predicts a draw and both teams to score. All right, uh, just because I can't pick LAFC enough, at some point they're going to have to beat the LA Galaxy. This game is not in Carson, correct, Herc? It is not in Carson. You're going to be calling it. It's Bank of California Stadium? Yeah, where, I mean, yeah, LAFC okay. in any game have only out of 15 times only won three times. So I'm going to take LAFC, and then based only on what Giorgio Chiellini told us when he looked up the amount of goals in this rivalry, I'm going to say take the over. Take the over yep. two and a half. If you want to get real aggressive, take the over three and a half. And make that your parlay. Trivia. There's only one other game, one other, it's not a rivalry, one other matchup where they've played like more than 10 times that has more goals in its history than LAFC versus LA Galaxy. Can you name the two teams? Can you name that game? Seattle-Portland? It's not of the modern era. Ooh, Tampa Bay-LA Galaxy. All right, Seb! <laughs> And that's how we do it. Mike dropped. That'll do it for this edition of Football Americas. He's Herc. I'm Seb. I hope you enjoyed it. We worked real hard on this one. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. You sneaky little...